Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Musicians Weekly Digest podcast. I am your host, Easton Parks. Today's date is March 14th. Before I get into any substance today, I'm just going to run over our segments. They include new music releases, uh, my favorite records of 2023 so far, um, some recent addictions of mine, and music coming this week. So let's get into it. Some new music releases that should be on your radar. Uh, The first one being JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown's new single, Lean Beef Patty. It is a uh, experimental hip-hop record. Um, Almost kind of hyper-pop sounding. Not really hyper-pop though. Um, Great flow by Peggy. Very, um, it's a very JPEG Mafia type beat. I believe he produced this one. Um, the synthesizers are great. Pounding synths on this track. My only one critique is Danny Brown's feature near the end is quite short. And it, it just feels like a JPEG Mafia song with Danny Brown on it, which is still great. But if this is a collab record, I want to see it being more exclusive to the project. And by that, I mean, I want to see their performances and the beats and such being more unique to this rather than the stuff they do outside of this, if that makes any sense. The next two records I'm going to talk about are both ambient records, um, but both being a little bit different than each other. The first one is Leah Cole's The Ceiling Reposes. She is a cellist from Chicago. And this one's a little bit more experimental. Um, You just got to listen to it. Interesting textures. It's got electronic bits. Of course, it's got her cello. I'm a, I don't even know how to describe it, really. So go listen to that one. The next one is Joe Westerlund. I believe I said that right. Joe Westerlund's Elegies for the Drift. And he is a Wisconsin native uh, percussionist. And this one, to me, seems more like a typical ambient record in the sense that it's more lush production Um, It leans more on world sounds and rhythms, and I could see either one of these projects sneaking up into my top 20 of the year or something, because these are both beautiful and and great projects, really good textures and great ambient music, can never have enough of that. Next project I want to talk about is Makami's Notorious Dump Legends Volume 2. Of course, Makami being drumless, abstract, hip-hop legend at this point. Still quite young. Had ties with Griselda. I don't know if those ties are still there or not. Um, But Makami's been putting out good projects every year for the past like three, four years now. Give this one a listen. I don't think it's my favorite of his. Well, it's definitely not my favorite of his, but... This project could grow on me. It's not bad. I don't think it's great. 
but it's good. And if good is up your alley, go listen to it. I got Navy Blues first single for Def Jam uh, named Chosen. Navy Blue also kind of a more abstract hip hop artist. Um, I think he's along in that Earl Sweatshirt camp of artists. I think they had a song together on Earl Sweatshirt's Some Rap Songs project. Navy Blue is interesting because he's, I think he was first a skateboarder and then an artist. I don't know if that's factual or not, but uh, I really enjoy his beats and his raps. It's a good track all around. Go listen to that one. And then maybe my favorite thing I want to talk about, we'll call it EP of the week. Ginger B, that's wall one word and all stylized lowercase. Ginger B, our skies smile EP. This is like Midwest emo with hyper pop and screamo elements like glitch pop. It It's ridiculous. The production is so creative. The band is really self-aware, but they don't take themselves too seriously. It seems like young young people made this record. I, I'm not sure of that, but um, a lot of like eight, maybe eight or 16th bit synths across the record. Interesting production choices for the drums and the mixing. Very muddy mixes. A lot of distortion. Almost bit-crushing way. Um, it is just so unique. Very eccentric. And um, I could see this being my favorite EP of the year. Uh, and I could see myself listening to this for a long time. This is a really fun record. Or EP. Go listen to Ginger Bee. Our skies smile. Now on to our next segment. I'm going to talk about my favorite records of 2023 so far. Um, I, I put these in order, but this is very subject to change. These change every day. So take this with a grain of salt. Um, my number one record being the Murder Capitals, GG's Recovery. Um, they are a... English post-punk band their last album being extremely hard and this almost to me seeming like a 180 to this softer sound very deep singer and very poetic in the lyrics um, the, uh, the production is fantastic very just clean production it seems like the drumming gets increasingly more interesting over the record. The bass is consistent. I don't know. I This record just really clicks for me. Um, front to back listen. And it's what I look for in a record. Now, considering this to be my, my favorite record of the year is a little scary. But I think this, this year has been pretty good for music. Um... I'm hoping this ends up in like the top 15 or so. And like I said, my, my feelings change every day. But I, I really love this record. It's the Murder Capitals, GG, GG's Recovery. 
Um, the second record I already talked about on the podcast, it's Maxo. Even God has a sense of humor. Um, because I talked about that, I'm I'm not going to touch on it. Number three, Model Actress, Dog's Body. Talked about that one as well. Um, my fourth being Panda Rosa, Burned Car Highway, Light Volcano. Um, I don't even know what to say about this record. It's, first of all, so incredibly long. You have to have a incredible attention span to listen to the whole thing. I think it's close to two hours, if not two hours long. It's post-rock, but with sound bites from like random radios and stuff poured over it. Um, it's really interesting and really intriguing, and that's why it's so high up on my list. I don't know if it's if it's great, and that's why, like I said, when I when I say some, these things are subject to change, it very much is. But this record just intrigues me, and that's why it's so high. Um, five is Rosie Plain Prize. I believe I said that right. It's kind of like a cute indie lock indie rock record female vocalist very unique vocals and that's really why I think I come back to this is I really dig her voice and I don't know why but the production is clean and her voice is interesting and I keep coming back to that one number six being heavy heavy by young father's and yeah, I uh, I really dig this record. I think it's the best Young Fathers record yet. I really love the world textures and and beats and rhythms. I think the performances are very interesting. Songs like Geronimo really really stand out to me. Uh, I'm digging that one. Number seven, Young Nudie's Gumbo. I talked about that. Eight, Shame, Food for Worms. I talked about that record on the pod. Nine is uh, Kalela's Raven. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but this is an R&B record. A lot of break beats across it, and that's really what's captured my attention. I think her performances are good too, but I, I just love the break beats. Um very entertaining. Uh, number 10, Paramore, This Is Why. This is a record that I was excited for when I heard the first single. And then the second and third singles, kind of, I didn't like them that much. And then I heard the record and I didn't like it that much. But now, with time, I've started to like it more and more. This Paramore record is not my favorite Paramore record. I'm going to put it out there now. Some people are saying it's the best Paramore record. I disagree. Um, I think it's probably the most easily digestible Paramore record for any average listener. And I think it's got cool commentary across it. And I, I really think the, the drums and the guitar across the record are phenomenal. And that's really what gets me... Um, for this record 
Haley Williams is is pretty good. I don't, I don't think her performances are the best on this, but I I'm a huge fan of her singing in general. Um, so yeah, that's this is why Paramore. We got Norm by Andy Schauf. Again, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. This is very, very slow indie pop. Just beautiful, beautiful record. 12 is Ugly by Slow Tie. I talked about that record. And 13 is Lil Yachty's Let's Start Here. Lil Yachty, of course, making the switch from rap to psychedelic rock and he does it decently well I'm not in love with it I think he does it good enough and I think the production carries him for sure and when you're that popular I don't know why you wouldn't get the best producers in the game and so he did especially for these sounds and um, I love the textures across it. I'm not in love with his vocals, even though they do work on quite a few of the songs. I think his performances um, aren't as um, interesting as the music. And that's what holds it back. And that's where I'm going to cut my list for these records of the year for me. I've got a lot more on my list, but those are just some of the ones I wanted to cover. And so... Um, Let's move on to my next segment, Recent Addictions. Um, these two albums I'm going to talk about, I've loved for years. Um, and a lot of the records I talk about in this segment, I've loved for years. But I just want to shout them out. The first of which being Nothings. The band's called Nothing. And uh, the record is called The Great Dismal. This was a 2020 release. Um, probably one of the best records of this decade so far to me it's a shoegaze record and um I, I heard a story that during the writing process they they got the first picture of a black hole ever taken uh which you could find across google and they uh they put it up in their recording studio and took inspiration from that and this record is very dark sounding um and it's great shoegaze, and I'm a sucker for that. Um, great record. Go listen to that. And then uh, I've been digging Yeezus a lot recently, um, mainly because I was reading something about Rick Rubin, and I was like, Rick Rubin did Yeezus, and so I went back and listened to Yeezus, and the the beats are ridiculous. And and the centrism from Kanye and all the the uh, features are ridiculous and the album is just ridiculous and I love it Jesus is so good and people that don't like Jesus I don't I don't really understand that I don't really and that wraps up uh my new addictions and um wrapping it up we're gonna have some music coming this week um, I got three records here that I'm excited to listen to coming this Friday. The first of which being a Hunter Gex, 10,000 Gex record. Hunter Gex, of course, being famed hyper pop band um, that got 
uh, big off their album A Thousand Gecks with songs like um, Money Machine. And I don't know. I uh, I hated it when I first heard it. And now I like it. Probably because something that, uh, this is a comment I said about the Ginger Beer EP earlier too, is, is that they don't take themselves too seriously. And 100 Gex definitely don't take themselves too seriously. But they still make art and uh, people like it. And if you don't like it, I don't blame you. Because I was in that camp for a long time too. But uh, looking for a 100 Gex record coming this Friday. The next being um, M83 Fantasy. M83 being famed indie pop, synth pop band from the early 2010s, I would say. I think that's right. I've heard some of the singles off it. They've kind of been releasing the record in parts. And I've heard a couple of singles and they sound all right. Um, nothing too crazy. Nothing too um, exciting. But it sounded like good music just to put on and enjoy. That's uh, universally enjoyable. So we'll see about that one. And the last record I want to talk about is uh, Eves to More. Praise a Lord who chews but does not consume. A mouthful of a record. But uh, to More is one of the most interesting artists nowadays. That's that's kind of mainstream. Um, you'll you'll hear his songs in video games, and you'll hear his songs probably on the radio, maybe even out and about. And I I can't wrap my head around it. I've never loved a project of uh, Eve's Tomorrow, but I don't hate him, and I'm excited that hopefully this one will click for me more. Yeah. We'll say that. And uh, that's wrapping up the last segment. So this has been the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, This is the Musicians Weekly Digest podcast. I am your host, Easton Parks. Today is Tuesday, March 14th. And uh, I'm signing off. Thank you.